When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, no one ever thinks about the flu below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho Hey guys, welcome to another Gangplank Report. We are discussing episode three of season seven, Below Deck Mediterranean, and Bravo called it a whole yacht of scandal, and our title is, what scandal? Exactly. Question mark. What is (laughs) the freaking scandal? What is it? Where is it? I kept watching the entire episode going, what, what scandal is here? Yep nothing scandalous last episode was more scandalous with the pink dildo than this (laughs) episode i don't get it right yep with our favorite phallus (laughs) okay and here is jen for your rapid recap oh before we do the rapid recap this week i need to fill the listeners in on a little wager that i have made with our former super fan not former as in he'll never be back on, but he's been on before super fan will. He and I talk every week about the shows. I consider myself a conspiracy theorist to some degree. I come up with wacky thoughts that aren't supported by any facts whatsoever. As it pertains to reality television. As it pertains to reality television. Yes. I'm not a real life conspiracy theorist. This is what I think bravo is thinking or doing to just screw with us (laughs) kind of thing he has taken this to such another level that reynolds rap does not have enough tinfoil to make the hat involved in my opinion sorry will love you but so we have this bet he is convinced that natasha and natalia are sisters he has done research I won't get into the details because what's going to happen is we will have him on at some point. And the bet is, are they or are they not sisters? His theory is it's kind of a big brother type reveal. And I am convinced they are not. He is convinced they are. If he wins, I have to crown him the king of conspiracy theory. And if I win, he has to come on and crown me the queen of probability and statistics, because in a world of 7 billion people, the likelihood that they'd both be stews and on the same boat and not be talking about it. I don't see the payoff. We'll see who's right. Who's wrong. 
Well, we've already figured out that Natasha is not good at hiding things. So, right. (laughs) So if it's true, it will come out. (laughs) Yeah. And once it comes out, we will have Will on. If nothing comes out, I'm guessing we're having Will on the last episode. So I get my freaking crown, (laughs) but we'll see how it goes. All right. So on to the rapid recap. Dave is facing the repercussions of his loose lips, primarily by getting the coldest of shoulders from Tosh. Watching Reagan dance is flashing me back to every Grateful Dead concert I attended sober while surrounded by a sea of people on long, strange trips. I thought... Elaine from Seinfeld, but I wish I could show you my notebook because I crossed that out. I said, this may be too Gen Xery. Nope. Nope. Everybody. Rem- it's a meme that's floated around for a while or a gift that makes its way around every now and yeah, again. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was too niche. I don't know how well Seinfeld has maintained, but that was my first one and I scratched it out. So you and I are on the same page. Yeah. That was some crazy dance in there. <laughs> it was bad. Okay, Natasha is overcompensating for her secret potentially being exposed by flirting hardcore with Jason right next to Dave. Dave takes his drunken energy out on Jason and Tosh sleeps in a separate cabin. Hungover Reagan makes first charter Reagan look like a super bosun. The water toy deployment has not improved. Some of the guests are so trash fish by dinner that the subtitles needed subtitles. And Sandy is longing for Malia days, but she can sit alone at that table. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Well, I honestly have to say a lot of this felt like a filler episode. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like there was that much going on. I mean, those guests were interesting for sure, but I didn't see anything real dynamic about them other than the fact that they knew how to consume alcohol. Right. Or were capable of consuming it, but not handling it. Right. The hide and seek screaming at the end of the episode. Too much. I can't with that kind of nonsense. It's so typical Bravo and so antithetical what my brain thinks of when it thinks luxury yacht. Correct. Yeah. They bug me. I mean, I wonder if those people would have done the same thing when you buy one of those booze packages on a cruise ship. Right. Yeah. Like you just want to get all your money's worth. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Any of those like all-inclusive resorts in the Caribbean, it's kind of the same way. You see a bunch of trash fish people that just like, okay, if I'm spending X amount of dollars, I'm going to use up every cent of it and drink coupons. So yeah, but you, and I need to compliment you right off the top here. You were dead on in our episode two recap, as far as Dave goes that we are going to need to watch his drinking and what happens when he drinks. This immediately came true in episode three and you had not seen it yet. I had, so I was trying to sit there and be very quiet, (laughs) (laughs) not spill the beans, but yeah, he, he kind of is a nasty little drunk. I mean, I get where he's coming from. I feel like she is most definitely the antagonist in this situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they had a deal before they started filming, but as it stands, everybody's making, I mean, her behavior too is leading everyone else to believe that something is going on. And now she's just kind of gaslighting him a little bit to make him look like the crazy one here when she's like, I don't know what he's talking, like, what's, what's he doing? Yeah. He's acting like a guy that likes you. Take it as a compliment. Move on. Right. I mean, I feel like 
whatever their arrangement was in advance of filming has been blown out of the water at this point in time. So you might as well just get past it instead of getting angry at him for having feelings for you. Right. And it's not that I don't feel for the guy. I do. I just wasn't prepared for him to go at Jason the way that he went. It was kind of like, well, I can't tell her what I really think and feel. So I'm going to aggressively go at Jason, who was just the object of Natasha's flirtation. If you think about it, not saying it wasn't reciprocal, but he didn't initiate it. Right. And that was crappy of her to do in the first place. Oh, for I real. mean, yeah. if she knows that Dave is sitting there just biding his time, waiting till she feels like it's appropriate for everybody to know that they have a thing going on. It's not cool for her to basically taunt him Mm -hmm. by acting like that and flirting with somebody else. Like that's just bad relationship behavior. If what you want in the end of this is for this to be a successful situation for the both of you, and you still have six more weeks of charter left. I know we're three days in people. You can't handle three days. It's crazy to me. I was annoyed with her at flirting in front of him. And I was a little annoyed that she didn't take ownership of some of why he got irritated. But I did not blame her for sleeping in another cabin. No, I don't think so either. And obvious, I mean, didn't they show a clip of him like crying himself to sleep? He was sobbing. He was sobbing in bed. And I felt heartbroken for him, but I didn't think that she did the wrong thing. When emotions get amplified like that, and he was being very aggressive with Jason, I thought. When it gets that pumped up, I can't be around that kind of energy either. So I understand why she dipped out. Yeah, I feel like the entire situation could have been avoided. Right. Completely. Mm-hmm. So that's my irritation with the whole thing. But anyway, so yeah, I'm still trying to sit here and figure out what the heck the scandal was that they were referring to in the title. If anybody has any ideas, please feel free to message us because I'm yeah. pretty confused. And to say there's a whole yacht of it, <laughs> I didn't find an iota of it. Nothing was really scandalous in my opinion. Except for maybe Reagan's resume, but we still haven't seen that yet. So. Yeah, <laughs> that boy she got called up to the preference sheet meeting and that's when she got out of bed i didn't think that she could get worse and she got worse this episode yeah i think she's just she's one of those people that doesn't think she's doing anything wrong and sandy's i thought in pretty diplomatic fashion attempting to let her know that she's screwing up and she's just not getting it i thought sandy was diplomatic at the back of the boat when she was saying, look, you really need to organize this. This is chaotic. And when Sandy was helping her with the inflatables, I thought she was being very diplomatic then. I thought after she had her talk with Z and we got the whole, well, you worked under someone who had much more experience and we all know who that white elephant in the room is. (laughs) After that, with the next morning's conversation, the following morning after the guests arrived, I didn't think Sandy was as diplomatic. I kind of took it as a last straw kind of thing. She said she didn't want to tear down her spirit and all of that, but then she proceeded to tear down her spirit. Well, because I think she just wasn't listening. Right. She wasn't hearing what Sandy was saying to her that would be, yes, some constructive criticism, but second to that, just an acknowledgement of the fact that she's not doing what she's there to do. 
Right. And I think that that's the part that's frustrating to watch from the perspective of somebody that does this on a pretty regular basis, because again, you have a certain number of people on that boat and everybody has to do their job or it just doesn't work. Right. And I get where Sandy's coming from. I don't think she's at this point, she's seen the lack of get up and go that this crew member has. And I don't think she's micromanaging her. No, I don't think that she's micromanaging her, but I did see shades of Sandy 2.0. I was enjoying the first two episodes of 3.0 Sandy, and I'm seeing the other Sandy pop up in terms of her desire to have all of the toys out like a floating resort doesn't have anything to do with safety. No, but that's what she said. Super yachts have to work this way. There's a system in place is basically what she said. Like they all work the same way for safety purposes. What the big stink has been each time is that the water toys aren't out. That's got nothing to do with safety. And that's the kind of dodgy here. I'm going to frame this under something that seems plausible that has nothing to do with what I'm speaking about. Maritime law. There you go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Sorry. Hairball. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I look, I made a prediction when we were live tweeting for the first episode over under on Reagan's durability on the show. I said five episodes. I think mm-hmm. she'll be gone after the fifth episode, either during or just after mm-hmm. five episodes, I think is her lifespan on this show. Yeah. I don't think she's compelling enough. I don't think she's good enough at her job. I haven't seen anything terribly endearing about her. Although I like Elaine on Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm not sure that her dancing ability is the thing that's going to get her <laughs> any kind of permanent anything on this boat. I just... I feel where everybody's coming from. And I think that much like we've had a bellwether in lots of other seasons, as far as cast performance goes or crew performance goes, I think Jason is all of us in this situation. You can just hear his like deep sighs of like, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. What's going on? When he was like, I'm going to wait for my boss to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. And he's just sitting there waiting for her to flounder. You know what I mean? It's one thing for him to take the initiative and do it himself, but he's not in a leadership position. And although he can step up to the plate and do something, I think he wants to make an example of her. And I kind of don't blame him. I don't blame him for that. I do think taking an attitude with Storm, who's trying to make things go, isn't necessarily the way, but I can also understand the frustration of having your bosun tell you to do one thing having someone who doesn't even have a lead deckhand title yet tell you something else. And you probably gut instinct feel like the experienced guy who's telling you that has no title is more right. But if something goes wrong in that situation and you say, well, I did what Storm told me to do, Sandy can come back and say, Storm's not the bosun. You need to do what Reagan said. So I feel like he was caught in the middle there. I just didn't understand taking it out on storm in the way that he did. I think he was just frustrated. I think he was just annoyed. Yeah, agreed. And when you're hot and when you're tired and when you feel like you're not getting the direction that you need, you just get frustrated and you snap a little bit. And I think that's what that was. Yeah, I agree. But Z was being very kind to him when it came to like not knowing that the C-Bobs needed to be on charge. Right. 
and him saying, I thought they ran on gasoline. I had never seen the charger or anything like that. Z was very kind to him. And I would think that when receiving kindness, you wouldn't snap to frustration that quickly. But again, we're seeing edited down footage. So maybe there were more calls back and forth and that's what built it up. But he seems a little high strung right now to me. We'll see. Well, and maybe that will change when the situation changes. You know, maybe that will change when there is clear leadership and everybody does know what they're supposed to be doing and everything else. Keep in mind, he's used to being in charge of his own little island. Right. So I can see where from, it was just like Alex, my season, who was annoyed that he had to listen to Lee's direction because he thought he was going to be the one in charge. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like Jason necessarily was set up for failure that same way, but I get it. I get it on some level from, I just appreciate his very genuine unguarded responses to what's happening in his environment because it's very clear that his frustration is the same thing that all of us are viewing from a distance and that's true and i've seen very few i can't say i've seen no one supporting reagan i've seen a few people who think that reagan's getting a raw deal i don't agree with it personally but there's a possibility of it but with this many complaints from this many different I mean you've got guest complaints you've got Z complaining Z's got no grudge with her there's no reason for him to do that he's just being observational at this point and Jason his I was kind of willing to let slide a little bit because he was in that odd position of it just being the two of them so he was more overtly used for the workhorse side of things than the other two had been at that point so Actually, I was weighing his opinion less heavily because of that, because I saw his reason why. But then when Z and Storm started chiming in, now I definitely don't think that this is by Bravo design. Right. Although I do still think that Sandy's going to take every advantage to point out who did it better in her opinion. Now we still get to see footage of Malia doing things better, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Joy. I think some of the people I've seen are like, Oh, of course, as soon as there's a female in charge, everybody's going to come down on her like she's not doing a great job. I think it's genuinely because she's not doing a good job, not because she's a female. Agreed. I think it's a completely separate thing. I think if we saw Jason in the lead role and he was doing the same thing and not giving any direction and taking too many breaks and then sleeping in because he's hungover, everybody would have the same things to say. Exactly. I don't think it's gender specific. I do not think it is at all. I agree with Sandy that she's in over her head. I think this is a completely different type of boating experience than she's used to participating in. And she's not cut out for it. Yeah. There's no on the job training for the bosun in this, unfortunately. If you're just a regular decky, yeah, they can afford on the job training. But at a level like Bosun that has to mete out duties to other people, you can't have somebody who can't get herself organized. So, Right. And I was going back and forth with Toomey about this on Twitter, actually, and just saying, like, she can't be a real yachty or she would know how to dry heave and keep working. (laughs) Like, there's... There's absolutely no way that she's a real yachty because then she would absolutely have that down pat by now. We just call that a Tuesday. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, we'll see. I agree with your estimate. If you figure they're going to give another episode for these guests, 
it's either going to be when these guests leave at the end of episode four. I think they would cliffhanger it though and do it on episode five. They've been enjoying these to be continued. The whole damn season is to be continued. We're only on the third episode. <laughs> but no, we got previews this time. True. I was so excited. We got previews of the dolphin crash. And while we were live tweeting, <laughs> I was feeling a little bit snarky. And Sandy had said the part from last week's episode about, after all, I don't hit things. And I said, me plagiarizing the Bush's baked beans dog. Roll that big, beautiful dolphin hidden footage because, <laughs> yep, it's coming and it's coming next week. And I'm kind of excited about it, which is so wrong. I'm such an awful human. If I was Catholic, I'd have to go to confessional or something. Well, I feel like at the end of the day, part of the attraction of this show is possible boat carnage. Mm-hmm. We feel less good about it when it happens to people like Captain well, Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still a fact of what it is that we do. Yeah, this is just karma for me. You want to be able to witness it sometimes. There are things that build up that for you to get to a point where you can release it, you need to see that somebody isn't constantly getting away with things that you can spot with no problem. They're not conspiracy theories. It's actual things that she's done that, in my opinion, there have been no repercussions for and so karma kind of issued her a little hello and kind of giddy i feel like it'll somehow still come back to maritime law but we'll see (laughs) no it's gonna land on reagan i think oh yeah that'll be the justification for her beaten feet yeah that's why i think it's either going to be the end of next week's episode episode four where she gets gone or the beginning of five i think that's going to be her strike three Because strike one was the lack of having the schedule written up for Anchor Watch that we saw Sandy have a sit down with her about. This week was strike two with not having the toys out yet again and that she needed to practice, 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 which I don't know how you can practice that while you're on charter. Yeah, I don't really understand that either. But again, there needs to be some justification for her disappearing. So yeah, we'll see. But again, we didn't talk a whole lot about the guests because we didn't really get to see them for very long. We saw them waiting for the toys, but that was mostly focused on the crew. And then we saw the two guys drunk at dinner. Yeah, not impressed with that performance, but sure. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to know them more next week and hopefully it'll be a turnaround like it was for us with Billy and his group and that the second impression is better than the first. Yeah. I was trying to figure out a way to put it in. There you go. <laughs> the most yeah. obvious way I could have. I, <laughs> it escaped me. But yeah, we shall see what happens. But I am excited for next week and getting a little crash course in humility. But I think that pretty much covers it for this week. We'll see you guys for the super fan episode on Thursday. And we will catch up with you next week for the live tweet. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Laura Lyle, Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.